G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention to some practical pastoral insights today around inner beauty. We'll often hear God looks at the heart, man looks at the outward appearance. And there may be a simple way for these two dimensions to merge into one. That's what we'll discuss today as we chat with Christian therapeutic life coach Peter Sorkia. That's S-O-O-R-K-I-A, who leads Empowering You. Peter, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me. Peter, do you find that people are confused a little over this concept of inner beauty? I think people, particularly women, are. I think a lot of women judge themselves quite harshly and and feel they can't really measure up to the proverbial 31 woman. I know for many years I found reading Proverbs 31 a little bit uh, taxing, <laughs> testing, because I thought I just don't measure up. And so this this idea that we have to be everything and be all to everyone and still be beautiful at the same time on the outside is just too much pressure. What about men? Does this apply to men too, the inner handsome? <laughs> Is there such a thing? I think men are a little bit different, but they recognise the need to be very macho, perhaps for other men, but also be approachable and uh, handsome for their, their women folks. So I think they possibly do struggle with this in some way. Uh, I did coach a couple of guys some time ago in the area of their outer handsomeness, if you like. And, um, yes, they uh, wanted to find wives, both of them. So I did some grooming coaching for them, and they both found wives. You know, one of the guys, um, he wanted to wear contacts, and I said, look, you look fabulous with glasses. Please um, wear glasses. That's going to be better for your outer image. And uh, funnily enough, at church one week, the pastor got everyone to move around and swap and sit somewhere else. And they ended up next to each other, this guy and his future wife. They didn't know each other. And she was immediately attracted to him because of his glasses. So there you go. They ended up getting married. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, all right. We've already changed to outer image. Let's come back to this inner image because we would like, I think, to have the outer image reflect the inner. And if you don't have them matching, there's something not quite lined up in your life. What are your thoughts here? Yes. Well, I was a fashion designer in my past and an educator. I wondered about all that background until I suddenly realized the verse in 1 Samuel 16 where it talks about God looking at the heart, but man looking at the outside of us. I suddenly realized that this is, this is an interesting concept. Okay, if God knows our heart... People don't necessarily know our hearts, but the research shows us that people make decisions on who we are by looking at us. So our body language is, and our outward exterior appearance is 93% of what messages are being received by other people. So 
this is important, the outside, but the inside is important because God sees that. So I suddenly realized that who we are on the inside and that God sees needs to be outwardly shown needs to be exhibited, if you like, by our body language, by the way we carry ourselves, by our uh, confidence in who we are because God made us, and confident about showing that. So in a visual sense, as, as women or men, we can display, if you like, our inner on our outer so that people can see on the outside what God knows is on our inside. Does that make sense? It does. Neil? And the word hypocrisy comes to mind when the outer doesn't reflect the inner. But you raise a whole lot of different thoughts here about even hiding what's on the inner. If you're not confident that what's on the inner is good and should be on the outer, you're going to hide what's on the inside. So this, I imagine, is where we get thoughts about what happens in transformation, changing what's on the inside so that it's reflecting those good things on the outside. Yes, and part of this journey when I walk with clients is if they want something about their image, I will go inside first to see what is that hypocrisy, if you like, what's going on on the inside that you are hiding, that you're ashamed of, um, perhaps let, let's look at that and let's deal with that from a Christian perspective. Let's get God's healing into that so that now on the outside you can show who you really are because you now feel confident about who you are rather than hiding um, who you are. So yeah, it's part of a transformation process. You're right, Neil, uh, working out that inner beauty or handsomeness that God has placed there, that God has created us to be. And then once we get confidence from the Lord, then be confident in the display of that on the outside. Now, a lot of people perhaps will get all that exterior part done when they are hiding something on the outside and it is, it's not real. And I think sometimes that's pretty obvious to others, but maybe not so obvious to those of us who've been trying to hide that. So get some stuff here inside, get God in there, and then begin to be freer on the outside. So we come to Christ, new creation, uh, justification, sanctification. Those are the things that happen before God in an instantaneous way because he receives us into his family. But then we've got a process. Uh, we're on a learning curve, reflecting the character of Christ in our life. And, you know, just uh, the old little saying, you know, let your little light shine or being a light shining in the darkness, the city on a hill that can't be hidden. You want the light to shine. So yes. you're talking about this inner beauty as letting that little light shine from within. That's it, exactly. That's it. And the, the process of sanctification, I believe, most of the New Testament after the Gospels and the Acts of the Apostle, most of the rest of it is about our sanctification. So we really have to acknowledge that this is a process that we are in, this, this process of learning and getting freer and freer and freer. Yes, that instantaneous transformation when we meet the Lord is, is, is real, but there's still some junk that we might be carrying over from the past. So that's the process. So as we do become sanctified from the inside out, we are able then to shine that light, as you say, Neil. We are then able to display who the real 
me or you is. Now, for me, I'm very bright and vibrant. And if you have a look at me on the website, there's lots of colour around me. And I'm a bit of a show-off so that, um, you know, when I swim, I have a Nemo. When I swim in the bay in in freezing cold in in Melbourne, I have a Nemo cap because I want to be seen. So I'm a bit of an out there. But that's who I am. And so that's okay for me to show that on the outside. I'm confident in not everybody is like me. They don't have to be like me. They have to be like them. And if they're a quiet, shy type of person, that can still be real on the outside. They would wear perhaps more muted colours, but they can still be confident in what their clothing is because that's who they are. You know, we're all different, aren't we? And yet we're saying to people, discover the same Jesus together. And so you do that by starting with the Bible. And that's, I imagine, the way we find out how God sees us. And so if we're saying, how do we change? How do we let our little light shine? How does the inner beauty come and be part of the outer beauty? You've got to start with the Bible, haven't you? Yes, I think you must start there. That's that's the beginning and the end of everything, isn't it? It's It's where we get our... Our restoration, it's the word, it's, it's, it's got everything that we need for life. It's the handbook for living. And uh, if you look at Psalm 139, which is one of my favourites, and I'm sure it's many of your listeners' favourites as well, we are told in that that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knew us from before the beginning of time. There's a book about us. We are loved so much. So God sees us, he knows us, he loves us. We are perfect because we love Jesus We still might be being sanctified, but we are acceptable and we are loved. So we start there. We get our hope. We get our our confidence from from Him, from the Word, and of course, time with the Lord. The Bible is wonderful, but there's nothing like also time with the Lord in our quiet time, where He can fill us up, replenish us for another day. You know, visiting with Him every morning with the word, with time with him, that's the way to then be filled on the inside, be, be cleansed on the inside. There's nothing wrong with also doing courses and getting other godly people around you to support you and to help you with things that perhaps part of that sanctifying we haven't quite seen yet. We might need a little bit of prompting, a little bit of challenging, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's why we have a church. That's why we have the body. Uh, and so, yes, we, we then we can grow into those things and uh, we can, as you said earlier, shine the light. We can shine the gospel. And people would look at us, hopefully, and say, they've got something about them. I don't know quite what it is, but there's just something. And I want to get to know that person better because there's something about them that I want. And Peter, a former fashion designer, no doubt while this emphasis is going to be on the inner beauty coming out and how that transforms, starting with the Bible, starting about how God sees us. But hey, do you help people with the outer as well? Uh, Do you still do some sort of advice on on, on fashion and uh, those sorts of things, Uh, colour, those things that particularly women are interested in? I, I do. If, if people want that, I can coach them in that. I do workshops when there isn't lockdown on all this sort of thing, beautiful inside and out. But, yes, yeah, so people's body shapes, 
um, particularly women, their body shapes, the best colours that suit them, that can have a lot to do with our confidence if we are wearing what we know works for our skin type and if we are wearing shapes of garments that match our body type, whether it be slim or medium or a little bit plumper, it doesn't really matter. We're still loved by God and we still have a body shape that we can enhance and look the best we can for our own confidence, but again, so that others look at us and say, no, oh, there's something about them. So all of that is part of the communication that we are communicating in our nonverbal, which again, as I mentioned earlier, is 93% of what people are reading from our communication. Only 7% of the words that we speak are part of the communication. So the outer image is important, and yes, I, I do help people with that as well if they choose and if they want. I suspect there's a lot of people that would love to have you as their good friend and getting your <laughs> insight and advice, Peter. And let me point people to how they can connect with you, and you can connect with Peter Sorkia today. Peter's surname is spelled S-O-O-R-K-I-A, Peter Sorkia, and Peter's website is simply Peter, P-E-T-A, empoweringyou.com, Peter, empoweringyou.com. Peter leads the ministry Empowering You and uh, an amazing, wonderful insight into the inner and outer beauty that we might all seek. Peter, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.